0: all right what's up everyone welcome to the sober fix episode six and this one should sound a lot better because i finally got my mic working um which is cool because it was fun being able to do it on the phone at, at my convenience you know but uh i know it sounds way better on a mic so for today i wanted to find a daily reflection and this is out of the everything aa app it's uh i like this it's free to download and it has a sobriety counter so you can click on it at any time and it tells you how many days you have i'm just looking at mine right here so uh says at the top you've been sober for and then my count is uh three years two months 14 days And then it says, or 1,170 days. So that's what I'm at. Um, By far, the longest amount of time I've ever had. And this also has, uh, you can listen to the AA book on audio. You can read it, um, find meetings and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. just want to throw that out there in case anyone was looking for a uh, recovery type app. And for the today's... Daily Reflection, June 24th. The title is A Spiritual Kindergarten. Then it has a quote. This is from As Bill Sees It on page 95. It says, We are only operating a spiritual kindergarten in which people are enabled to get over drinking and find the grace to go on living to better effect. And isn't that the truth? I mean, in the beginning, I know for me, like I came into, I came into AA and, and other, you know, groups, um, NA, stuff like that. Um, cause I qualify for either one. I, I've come to find out, uh, for me, it's not about the substance, you know, it's like, um, if I have heroin, cool, like that's my primary choice, you know, but, uh, but I'm going to mix everything else with it too, you know? And, uh, as my heroin use or the harder drugs, uh, usage goes down. I always notice a significant increase in the alcohol and weed. You know, it was always something like my, my olden days, um, mentality towards sobriety was, uh, oh, I'm just drinking and smoking weed, you know, a couple pills here and there, but like, I'm not doing the hard stuff, you know, so I'm good. The interest, interesting thing is, um, when I would try and keep that up, just the drinking and and weed, I wouldn't get necessarily in as much trouble as the heroin. Um, You know, because it was just easier to get and um, I wasn't just nodding off everywhere and stuff like that. Um, But I noticed that like, it was, it was still an all day, everyday thing, you know? And it was like that from the second I started weed, like, um, And and believe me, I I love weed. Like it, it was amazing. I, I enjoyed it. It did not like by itself did not like destroy my life. You know, um, I, I think there, there's nothing wrong with it. If you're not like a junkie like me, you know, um, normal people I'm sure get to enjoy it and love it. And that's cool. You know, all the power to them. I have no judgment of that whatsoever. I thought weed was amazing. You know, um, I know for me, I can't, you know, but, um, it's interesting. Cause I remember when I would say, uh, oh yeah, you know, I'm just going to smoke weed. Like, um, even that would turn into an all day thing, you know? And, and if at first it's like, Oh, I'll smoke a couple nights when I want to go to sleep, you know, next thing, you know, it is like in the morning, it is before work, during work, after work, I am going to the, uh, dispensaries and I'm eating, um, brownies at work, you know, like the hash Twinkies. It's like, it, it just never enough, you know, like just this thirst to get somewhere and not knowing exactly where and just never reaching it, you know, um, which is one of the things I love about sobriety now. Cause I don't feel like I'm on that, like hamster wheel. Like it, like, I just, I could never get to where I really wanted to get. I could never seem, especially at the end, I just could not get high enough. I just couldn't. I couldn't get there. I would spend all my money, all my resources, all my time, all my energy on to just more, more, more. Got to meet up with this guy. Oh, got to go here. Got to sell this, get money for this. Oh, do you want to trade this for this? No, you know, it just was never, it, it just was this constant just chase. And as the years went on, the reward just got smaller and smaller, you know, and of course the consequences are increasing more and more. And, um, it just feels good to be, uh, like this reading says, enabled to get over drinking, you know? And my whole point with all that is like, um, as I came into recovery, like I thought that's all it was about is like, Hey, once I like once I put the drugs down, once I put the alcohol down, like I'll be good. You know, like that's obviously the issue. That's the problem. Like, if I can just get sober for a little bit, like everything will fall into place, you know? And although like part of that's true, because like you put the drugs down and like instantly things don't feel better, but overall they tend to get better, right? Like if if you have any legal trouble, it tends to calm down a little bit when you're at least not using Um, but then I experienced, um, myself, just me, you know, now I don't have, now I don't have the drugs. I've put those down, but like, I'm, I'm realizing like how emotionally immature I am. I'm, I'm realizing that, um, I don't handle my feelings and emotions. Well, I don't, uh, I don't explain them very well. I don't, um, I don't have the communication and social skills I thought I always had while I was loaded. You know, I, um, all of a sudden I don't have like this direction, like everything was put into, uh, to drinking and using. It was my, it was a lifestyle. It was my life. It was, everything was geared towards that. Take that away. And I'm just left with myself. Right. And all these character defects and just trying to like get through life. But, you know, not really knowing how and like feeling super uncomfortable, you know, and um, it was interesting having that taken away, you know, and, and, and just being stuck with me in my head and trying to get through life, right? And that's where the recovery comes in because um, when I'm untreated or dry, I can be just as nuts. Sometimes I feel worse than what I'm even using, believe it or not, which is strange to say, you know, the outside things don't necessarily get worse. Like maybe work, I can get a job and stuff like that gets a little bit better, but in my head can sometimes feel worse, you know, because I don't have the relief. Although the drugs and alcohol were chaos, right? I was used to it. I was used to that chaos. It's hard to give that up, even though I know it's terrible for me. I'm so used to it. And at least with that, I I get a somewhat, you know, delusion or temporary fix to everything. So after that reading, it comes down and it says, When I came to AA, I was run down by the bottle and wanted to lose the obsession to drink. But i didn't really know how to do that i decided to stick around long enough to find out from the ones who went before me so when i came into recovery in the beginning i i just i had no idea what a recovery program was i knew it was described as like a 12-step program but like the steps just went right over my head, you know, my my idea of recovery over the years as I would kind of cruise in and out of AA meetings when the heat was on and when things got super shitty and I and I needed to. I thought the whole program was just the meetings. You know, I thought, hey, you show up to meetings. You know, you get to meet cool people. You know, we get to read out of the book, but it's all about just like sharing what's going on with you. And, um, and that's the program. And, and so that's what I would try and do is I would start going to meetings for a little bit. And, and I'd meet some really cool people and I would hear some amazing stuff and I'd get a little bit of hope out of the shares. But of course, I wouldn't really participate uh, too much. And when it says I decided to stick around long enough to find out from the ones who went before me, I think that is like super key in the beginning is just sticking around. It's going to be awkward at first, sometimes going to feel like everyone there knows each other. I know for me, I felt as though I didn't have really much to offer others when it came to recovery i didn't know much about it i knew about relapse i knew and it's interesting because i i kind of look at uh, the conversations that i would have in like early recovery and like after all the years of using and just doing illegal shit in order to get and stay high like that was all i knew like i only surrounded myself with people that were at the same level as me Cause I couldn't even converse with like normal people anymore, you know. Like uh, all all I could talk about was like drugs and ounces and oh, flip this and you know, oh let us go let's go do this and let's boost this and let's you know like it was just like just just illegal shit. And and it was interesting because in the beginning I would start going to meetings and I'd be talking with you know just shooting the shit with people after uh, after meetings, the meeting after the meeting, I guess. And it's like you know, people are starting to talk about like, uh, insurance and, and rent and, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. And it's like, I just couldn't even relate in the beginning. I had been so just, I was so far away from reality that, and you could tell just by talking to me, you know, like all I, all, all I could talk about was drama and chaos, you know? And, uh, And it's not like that today and so after this it says um all of a sudden i was thinking about god i was told to get a higher power and i had no idea what one looked like see and the higher power stuff is interesting because i know for me i came in here not liking religion anymore because i was forced to go to catholic church when i was a kid and i remember the priest of the church was like on the news and and gotten a big old scandal having to do with the catholic church years ago you know and i remember thinking like number one i'm never going back to that church and like number two like that's crazy you know you have all these people that um Are supposed to be like super like holy and close to god you know and and they're doing crap like that and i i just i remember thinking that uh you know that is not for me and so that was the end of me having to go to church i saw a way out you know that was my excuse and as time went on I had to, I just pushed myself away from the idea of God, you know, and I, and I think it's because of what I, I knew morally that everything I was doing having to do with drugs was wrong. I, I knew that, you know, I think all of us know, but not that it's going to make a difference because we're already hooked, but I think we know, we know right from wrong, you know, we know when we're living fucked up lives and, and when we're not. And so coming into the meetings and they would talk about God, I I wasn't completely closed off from the idea of God, but like I wasn't too happy to like hear much about it either, you know. And I read some interesting stuff in the AA book, I think it's out of the chapter, We Agnostics, where it talks about... uh, you know, judging the forest by a couple of the trees or whatever, you know, I would look at like a couple people that I knew in my life that were religious. And I would kind of look at that some of the things they were doing that contradicted like, you know, everything going on with Christianity and stuff. And I remember thinking like, Oh, see, it's just a bunch of bullshit. You know, it's another religion where people go to church this and that, but like they leave the parking lot and they're assholes to everyone, you know? And, um, and that was kind of like where I was at with God. And I had pushed the idea of God away because of using, I, I had to, like, I, I'm i dealing with enough as it is, like getting loaded. I, like the last thing I need to be doing is like thinking about God and how like I'm probably going to hell and stuff like that, you know? So I pushed it aside. The cool thing was when I figured out that uh, the higher power could be that everyone has their own, you know, I, I can't imagine... Like, that's why we're all able to show up to these meetings and have all these different views, you know, because if this was all like a, a certain God from a certain religion, so many people would be out, so many people would, it just would not fly, everyone has different beliefs, you know, the fact that it's our own higher power, and the thing is, it talks about understanding God, like, I, I don't understand my higher power today. I honestly don't, like, I like to think of it, him, whatever, as a, uh, as like a powerful rather, or like kind rather than punishing higher power. Right. But the cool thing is I I don't have to understand it. I don't have to understand it to pray. I don't have to understand it to have faith. It, It doesn't matter, you know? And, um, and, it, and it's my own concept, you know, I don't need to follow anyone else's I it, it's all about for me, it's just all about building a relationship, I, I don't even need to go to a church, you know, although sometimes weirdly enough, I always felt pretty good at churches. I don't know why I remember showing up to them sometimes when I was doing really bad. And, and there was something there kind of like, uh, kind of like the magic that I used to feel at the AA meetings in the beginning, even though I was not at all ready to stop, not even close, but I knew that kind of something was there. There there was a type of energy in those places that I did not experience anywhere else. It was kind of the same thing for me with church. I remember going, uh, you know, here and there and, um, I'd walk out of there feeling good, you know, but I mean, it wasn't enough to change anything. I'd go do a shot right after, you know, um, So it continues on to say, I found there are many higher powers. I was told to find God as I understand him, that there was no doctrine of the Godhead in AA. I found what worked for me and then asked that power to restore me to sanity. The obsession to drink was removed And one day at a time, my life went on and I learned how to live sober. That's powerful stuff talking about the obsession being removed. I never thought in a million years, the obsession for me to do heroin, drink, get loaded, I never thought that would be lifted ever because it never was. And everything I did never seemed to work. And it didn't matter how much effort I was putting in to try and go another day clean or whatever. I just couldn't fight it. It was like I needed to be done. I could I could walk out of a hospital from an overdose. I could walk out of jail after a month to a year. I could walk away from an intervention uh, with my family. I could walk away from getting fired from a job. I mean, you name it, take any external or environmental situation that can go on in my life, that would strongly urge someone to stop drinking and using and I just couldn't. And what do you do when you can't find that? Like when you can't find the willingness when you know, deep down, as you're paying a bunch of money to go into treatment, or you're sitting there with the house manager, and he's, you just got out of treatment. And he's going over the house rules because now you're in a sober living. And he's going down the list telling you all these rules and shit. And like, you just can't even pay attention because in your head, you're like, oh my God, what do I do? Like, do I tell this guy, like, no, I'm just going to keep the money? Like, I got a bail. Like, do I tell him that, like, dude, I want to use right now? Like, that's, that's like, like, what do I do at that point? Like, what do you do when everyone is trying? to get you to go to treatment and everyone knows you need to be there and you know, you need to be there, but you're sitting there listening to these rules, like knowing that, like you're fucked, like knowing that no matter what, you just feel like you're, you're going to use, you know, like you're trying to find the willingness. Like people are trying to help you find it. You know, you need to find it, you know? And I think, um, I don't know for me, it, it was just a lot of different stuff. I, I, I think that, uh, finally reaching my hand out, you know, finally speaking to people and letting them know how I, f- how I felt, you know, and not sugarcoating it. Cause that stuff, uh, sugarcoating, like I, I, everyone used to ask me like, Hey man, how you doing? How are things? Oh, I'm good. That was my response to everyone for everything, you know, like. What can I say to them so that they don't like question me anymore, you know, because I feel fucking terrible right now. I feel like getting loaded, but I can't tell them that. Right. At least that's, that was always a thought in my head. Like, I I can't tell these people I want to get high. Right. Like they're going to think I'm crazy. Like I just signed into their sober living. Like I just paid a bunch of money to be at their treatment center. Like But the thing is, is you can and those people will understand. And that's what I came to find out is like once I got like super desperate, like I, I needed to, I needed to like tell people what was really going on in my head, even if it was like, dude, I feel like going in that bathroom and and getting and cooking up a shot or or going to pick up and, you know, like I, I had to let people know exactly where i was at you know and and through that was when i finally got to start to connect to other people you know because and it's hard for some of us because i know for me like um i wasn't like that talkative when i came in uh to sobriety you know i just didn't i didn't feel like i had anything to say like my life was such a disaster i just never felt good like i, I don't have anything to say you know and i I'd see people laughing and having a good time. And I used to just think like, man, like, that is so cool. Like, like, when do I get some of that, you know, when do I start to feel some relief? Like, when is my obsession lifted, you know, and for me, it, uh, I had to just dive in and I had to finally do the steps, you know, like, uh, the one thing I had never tried before and I don't know if it's necessarily the steps that did it or like or just the commitment to them you know like the commitment of like overall I am all in I will do whatever suggestions whatever is required of this thing I will do it you know and after a while I thought like you know I'm attending you know 12-step meetings on a daily basis like at some point I should probably do the 12 steps, right? Like, this is what this is all about. And and someone broke it down to me and they said, man, like, think about it like this. Like, you know, you walk in this meeting, you have a desire to stop drinking. Like, now you're a member. Like, imagine like the gym, you know, you've just walked in, you had your little like walk around orientation thing with the guy at the uh, the front desk, you just paid, you know, your six months membership fees, you know, and, and and think about it like this. You start showing up to that gym Monday through Friday, you know, and you go in there and you just sit down on a chair in there, you know, and you're by the weights, you know, you may even talk to a couple people in there who are talking about working out, you know, and it's like, you're having good talks and you're meeting people and this is cool stuff, you know. But every day you go in and you sit down, you know, and, um, and you do this for, you know, six months, you just go in and sit down and, and you see some people that uh, are there at the same time as you, you know, and you get to know them and it's cool, but like they're doing all their workouts and stuff like that and you know after six months you're wondering like how come i haven't like lost any weight or built some muscle why haven't i put on any size like what what's going on here you know it's and he he broke it down he's like dude this is the same thing with you man you show up to these uh you know you raise your hand you you say you're an alcoholic or addict you know and you have a desire to stop and, and you know and that makes you a member and and you keep showing up to these meetings and you get to know people every once in a while, like you open your mouth and say something, you know, maybe you'll get a commitment for a little bit, but like, you never lift the weights, man. Like you never get a sponsor and, and you never work those steps. Like you're not, how, how do you expect to get any results when, when you're, you're loitering, you're loitering in a 12 step meeting and like not doing the steps, you know? And, um, I think that fits that analogy fits good for it, you know, and and I can relate to it because that's what I did for, for so many years. And, and I think just the diving in committing to them and, um, and of course, along the way, during those steps, you're building a relationship with a higher power who you don't have to fully understand, you know, you get to define it for you. No one else can tell you what your higher, higher power can be or how you need to communicate with your higher power you know, that's, that's up to you. And I think just, uh, the consistency of, uh, and I had to stick around like the reading today talked about, I had to stick around long enough to actually believe that it's possible to stay sober and actually enjoy it, you know? Cause that was a thing for me is like, I never enjoyed it. I used to think like, if other people would feel as terrible as I do sober, like they would continue to use too, you know, and that's the disease talking to me. It's trying to make me terminally unique. It's trying to, you know, it's, it's a program that we're all in this together and like, and, but my disease will do anything to, to separate me, you know, cause that's where I'm best picked off is when I'm isolated by myself. And so, I started building those relationships with the higher power, you know, and, and it's, I've come to find out that it, uh, it's an ever growing thing, you know, and that's what makes sobriety so interesting for me is I used to like, think like when people had all the, you know, an insane amount of time, 20, 30, 40 years, and I used to think like, how does someone after 20 30 40 years of sobriety keep showing up to the same meetings like how like don't they get tired of this don't they get bored you know like reading the same book after that many years this was just something like weird shit goes through my head while I'm sitting in meetings you know and it's interesting because now that I've been sober for a few years which which isn't anything close to the amount of time I'm I'm talking about for other people but I get a little taste of how it's ever evolving sobriety and recovery. And, and it's interesting because I can read, uh, some of the recovery program books and, you know, I went through it a few times in the beginning by myself and with a sponsor. And now a few years later, as I go through with someone else, it's, it's interesting how certain lines pop out at me and take different meaning you know or maybe as i'm going through with someone else like someone else has you know they have a different perspective and they notice different stuff that uh based on their different experiences and and they bring it up and maybe you know tell a little story about the line or or whatever and it it just kind of comes alive off of that book and and that's how it's been for me like I, I read stuff that I've sometimes read like I don't even know how many times and it, and it just it means something different you know because now I have a little bit more experience or have dealt with a little bit of different situations or have grown a little bit uh, spiritually and so I and that to me is like that's why people show up after so many years that's why they're able to read out of the same book you know and that and because it's always changing and you're always growing and you're always, uh, I know for me, I'm always trying to grow in a, in a positive direction and, and trying to pay attention, uh, for when I'm starting to like kind of slide backwards, you know, because at this stage, it's like, I feel pretty good. I I can feel pretty confident, um, that things are good and, and my life's gotten busy now, you know, and it's easy for me to, uh, to start slacking for a little bit, You know like oh i don't need to go to that meeting i just worked all week you know i i led a meeting the other day like no, I've i i've learned the hard way like i i've got to continue with this stuff you know and and my work yesterday does not make me good for any amount of time other than maybe today and and that's it i got to start over each day and and do it uh and the things I'm working towards to say so are the things that I put in 24 hours at a time. That's it. You know, that's the expiration date on them. And I like it that way. I like it because uh, I just need to, the same effort that I put in in the beginning. Sorry, I just got a phone call. The same effort I put in in the beginning, I have to put in now to maintain my sobriety. And it doesn't matter how I feel, good or bad. I've got to continue to do the things that uh, that got me sober in order to stay sober. And I've got to continue reaching out to other people. And I have to constantly fight my brain from trying to isolate me. Because it's always trying to get me by myself. Because it knows if it can get me alone and depressed or sad or angry enough That's when it can get me. So that's all I got for today. Hope you guys have an amazing week. A positive week. And that we get to have another week uh, sober and enjoying life. Thanks, guys.